Hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 72. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. I just want to give a shout out to all of you for your support, for everything that you've done to help me keep going with this podcast. I just found out yesterday that I just reached the top global 1% of podcasts, which is just amazing to me. I'm just so thrilled and thankful and appreciate you listening, sharing the show, leaving those reviews. Everything is just such a blessing to me. And I can't wait to bring you more decluttering tips and tricks and also more amazing interviews like what we're going to have today. So today I'm talking to Sasha Star Robertson. She is an intentional living and biblical mindset coach for busy Christian moms. And she's been married 14 years to her best friend. She's also a boy mom times two blessed by adoption. She's a travel addict and a Jesus freak, as she says. And she's the founder of the Intentional Abundance Co., curator of the Life and Goals Planner, and the host of the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Sasha is also launching a couple different amazing things. She just recently launched her course, Seek First, Faithful Foundations for God First, God-Focused Living, and is going to be launching a scheduling course in January. And today I'm going to be talking with her about how we can declutter our schedule to make room for what matters most and to have a more intentional motherhood. Now, obviously you can tell by the name of Sasha's podcast and also with what she does that she focuses on Christian moms specifically. If you are not a Christian mom, I know that you will still get a lot from this conversation because it's all about how we're able to pause, take stock of our values, be more intentional with our time. And I think that you're really going to be blessed by this conversation. So with that in mind, How about you grab that notebook and pen, and let's dive into our conversation with Sasha Star Robertson. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home, calendar, and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Hey, Sasha. Thank you so much for being on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I am really excited to chat with you today. And yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's super exciting. I love your show. Um, I know you're a guest on mine and adding so much value over there. And yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. So we connected through the podcasting space and likewise, I love your podcast and also just your mission uh, and how you help women. And we're very aligned in that regard. So I was hoping you could 
introduce yourself a little bit about you and your family, kind of the women that you serve and when you're not doing all of those things, which probably take up a lot of the time, (laughs) what other things you like to do? Yeah. So, um, my husband and I just hit our 14 year wedding anniversary. So super fun there. We spent the day having brunch and then tore down a wall in our home that we've been staring at for like a year. We had a friend come over who incepted us and he's like, it would be really cool if this wall wasn't here. And I never thought of that before. And I was like, yeah. So (laughs) that was fun. And both of my boys came to our family through adoption. So we are definitely a family blessed by adoption. Um, that came after a decade of infertility. We live in Alaska. And so it's beautiful, fresh air. Finally, the snow is melting. (laughs) And so um, it's just gorgeous here. We absolutely love it. We love to spend our time outdoors. Anything to do with water, I'm obsessed with. So put me in a canoe, you know, float me down a river, whatever else. I love hiking, um, camping, all of that fun stuff. But during the long winters, you can find me reading or working on my business because it is a major passion of mine. Um, so I help like like your podcast, Overwhelmed Moms, right? But it's more so um, in that area of motherhood, not a parenting coach, but just helping the moms reestablish their schedules and their mindset in a way that helps them balance their lives and find freedom from that overwhelm, find peace from that overwhelm and chaos. So yeah. Yes. And I love that because I, you know, primarily it's so funny you talk about um, knocking down a wall (laughs) because sometimes we don't realize that we need to, you know, make space for things until you kind of get that outside perspective and you're like, oh yeah, like we could do that. You know, we can make room and like, what would our life look like kind of with more of that space? And that's kind of what we're going to dive into today about, you know, decluttering our schedule and kind of making space for what matters most, which I know you and I are both very passionate about, but I would love it if you could take us back to a time. And I know that you and I are both hashtag boy mom, as I like to say, (laughs) hashtag boy mom times two, but a time where you felt very overwhelmed in your motherhood and you kind of were at that point where you're like, okay, like something needs to change this is not working. I'm overwhelmed. This is chaos. And what was the catalyst for you to make that change? And what did you do? If you could share that. Yeah. Um, I think a big, a big part of it for me, the, the major transition I think was more underwhelm maybe, um, which sounds funny to say, but I had left my career to become a stay at home mom. It was the dream that I had had for 10 years And then I found myself wondering, like, what is this? I have no recognition. There's no more promotions. I'm not contributing an income to my family. And I just had all of these questions that led me into just this shutting the world out and having this quiet time with God who really showed me my skills and my values and um, how my whole life had really been leading up to that point. And so I set off on this journey just showing up in the online space because as a mom, you know, there there's, and this was like during, I mean, COVID broke out right after this. And so there was not a lot of other stuff that I could do. And then just following the Lord's steps, going into, into coaching. And that's a whole nother story, but 
I, I really had this revelation where I truly believe it was God saying, you're rocking this mom life thing, because I would never, you know, right off the bat, especially then tell somebody that I was still a fairly new mom, but my self-care, my time with God, my prioritization of my health, so many things had shifted since becoming a mom. Whereas prior to that, I was not good with my self-care. I was not good with my time management. I just went, you know, by the waves of life, you know, whatever was going to happen was going to happen. And I became a lot more intentional because I knew my time alone was very precious because I was a mom, right? But then the time that I was pouring into my son was very precious. I needed to to make sure I was being on top of things. And so I sat down and did this brain dump of like, how did I get here? How did I get to this point? And that later became my coaching program and all this other stuff. But that's not to say that I don't experience overwhelm. So I even still experience overwhelm, you know, today and in recent days, some of my biggest areas or triggers for overwhelm are um, having a schedule that's too busy because then I, you know, I, I don't consciously think of my children as a burden, but I'm like, stop doing that. I'm in the middle of something right now. Right. When, when my mind is trying to be two places at once, I experience overwhelm when I'm trying to get out of the house, you know, with, with two little kids now, I know we've got to start that process 45 minutes before we actually need to leave. And if we don't, then that becomes a source of overwhelm for me where, where I'll tend to get snippy or whatever else. And so I don't know that being an overwhelmed mom was necessarily the transition that brought me to where I am today, but it's one that has definitely consistently made me better because it it's helped me realize and rely on how much mindset and a biblical mindset matters, how much my priorities matter and how much my focus matters. I really relate to all of that. I think that for me, it's really interesting. I had a conversation with my husband last night where I was feeling overwhelmed by my schedule. And, you know, in previous months, I went a little bit overboard with scheduling podcast interviews. (laughs) I did like 20 in a month or something insane. And my husband was like, you know, that you're setting your schedule, right? (laughs) Like, oh, right. Yeah, that that's true. Uh, But I definitely can relate to that because I know what triggers me and I've gotten like the physical chaos or the physical clutter under control. Obviously, that's a huge thing for me. But when it comes to my schedule and kind of taking things on that are good things, good in air quotes here, but it's not necessarily what is in line with my most important priorities I have a real disconnect with that sometimes. And then I notice I'm impatient with my kids. I'm being snippy with them. Like you said, 45 minutes to get into the car. I experienced that pretty much every morning (laughs) taking my youngest to preschool. And so I would love to kind of dive into this a little bit more. You know, I've heard the saying, like, I mean, when it comes to your finances, for example, um, show me your you know, credit card statement, I'll show you your priorities. And then when we look at our schedule, it would be, you know, show me your calendar, I'll show you your, show you your priorities. And so when I think about how I'm actually spending my time and what I say my values and priorities are, sometimes those aren't aligned despite my best attempts to align them because we cram our schedules with things oftentimes that don't really matter. And these activities that don't support the woman and the mom that we want to be. 
So I would love if you could walk us through sort of your recommendations and steps for decluttering our schedule so that we can actually live that more aligned life with our values and what we say is most important to us. Because like you said, our time is precious, our energy is precious, our attention, all of these things, I call them our most precious resources. But oftentimes the activities that we're doing are not giving that return on investment, you know, on our time and our energy. So tell us, Sasha, help us. How do we declutter our schedules? Absolutely. I I love that quote. And when you had said that, I was like, I don't think I've ever like made a post with that or said that on my podcast or anything, but I'm like, it's so true. Show me your calendar. I'll show you your priorities. And the number one thing that comes up for me when you're saying that is integrity. And I think when when a lot of people want to define integrity, they're like, oh, it's doing the right thing when nobody's looking or, you know, whatever else. But really integrity, it's it's kind of like balanced scales, right? It's like, I say this, this is what matters. These are my priorities. And then I do that. And I think that's the number one thing is a, I find a lot of us have a tendency to not live in integrity. We're like, oh, God is number one. You know, I'm so thankful. Like, I love him. I want to pursue him. I know, you know, that's what that's what the Bible says. Like, this is how we live, this fruitful and abundant life. But then they always put their time with him, their prayers, their scripture reading on the back burner. It's like, that's not integrity. There's there's not a matching up. And so I think number one, I'll, I'll give a few tips here. Number one is to know your values. Take some time to sit and process and journal and write them down. Like what matters to you? So it, like you had said, how do we get back to what matters most? We have to know what matters most first. And I think a lot of us are like, oh, well, I know what matters most. Take the time to think about it, process it, and write it down somewhere. What happens when you write things down is it goes from this free-floating space in your brain where where it's kind of like this mental checklist of like, oh, yeah, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it processes it through, I think it's the hippocampus, a different part of your brain that actually allows you to take action from that space. And it naturally causes you to take action from that space. There's proven studies that just writing down your goals at the beginning of the year is more likely to make them happen because just the way that our brains work neurologically. So number one is to know your values, know what they are very, very clearly. Number two is to recognize and honor the season of life that you're in. So the season of life where, you know, maybe your business is able to be a big focus and you are able to do 20 podcast recordings in a month, you know, maybe you'll have a season for that but it's probably not going to be the season while you have a newborn. You know, maybe you're in a season with a newborn and you've got 6 weeks where you're basically attached, you know, have a baby attached to you that you're taking care of 24/7. Maybe you're in a season of it's it's sports season for your kids where you're at games and practices almost every day of the week. You know, that looks different. And so recognize the season of life that you're in what it entails, what it requires of you, and then honor that season, especially when you're when you're giving your yeses and nos to other things. My number three is then to pray over all of your goals and plans for the season. This is something that I think people skip over all the time where, you know, we're like, oh, this is what I want to achieve this year. This is what I want to do for my business, or this is what I want to do in my season, or are just writing things on their calendar, but they haven't taken time to consult the one who's outside of time, who who knows us and knows 
what the future is going to hold. Uh, there's been so many times where, you know, I thought I was going to do this course in this season. This is something that just happened to me, you know, in the last few months, it was December. And I thought I was doing this course starting in January. That was my plan. We're doing this course in January. Hadn't registered, hadn't taken the steps. And I'm like, what is this? You know, it wasn't just like my laziness. It was like, there was something there. And so I stopped to pray about it. And I heard back, you know, just because January 1st doesn't mean we're going to like gung ho and like jump into things just because that's what the world's calendar says. Like God had very different things for me in that season. And it was amazing things that were able to bless many and myself and my family, right? And clients. But if I would have just stuck to, nope, we're doing this course, you know, it wouldn't have been as much of a blessing to myself nor others in that season of life. So uh, definitely pray over those things. Number four is to say no. As, <laughs> as women, as mothers, as believers in Christ, just the list is never going to stop of other people coming to us for requests, for needs, for desires. There's always going to be people in need around us and, and desiring something of us, our energy, our time, our finances, whatever it is. And by knowing your values, by recognizing the season of life that you're in, by having those clear and present in front of you, it makes it a lot easier for you to give a very wise yes or a discerning no. It's not frivolous. It's not just saying no to everything that comes your way, but it's making sure if you give your yes, it's something that you have the capacity for the time, the energy, the mental capacity, right? It's something that you're actually going to give it your effort. You're not just saying yes and then going to do it halfway because you're doing it begrudgingly. You're giving a yes because it is truly your best, but be willing to say no. I, in fact, I say no probably more than I say yes, because every time I say yes and I don't mean it, I don't have a full-fledged yes, then I have a tendency to regret my decision and maybe it's something that becomes between me and that person that asked, right? It's not good for relationships and and so on. And number five, I've got six today. Okay. <laughs> so number so five excited. is boundaries. Have good boundaries. And this goes back to that, you know, people are going to ask. You're going to have different needs for the season, knowing your values. If something is your value and you are saying no to your values, that's not exercising good boundaries. If you've put something on your schedule that you're going to have your quiet time in the morning and then you keep neglecting that, that's not good boundaries, right? This goes back to the integrity aspect too. If if you made a plan ahead of time and you put something on your schedule, then honor that. That's good boundaries. And then number six is to incorporate rest so many people in this 21st century do not rest and we need to rest regular. We need to rest daily, right? Not just sleep, like laying your head on a pillow at night and sleeping, but incorporating that downtime. It does not equate to laziness if you're not doing something that's productive or tangible, but allowing yourself that space to rest is how we create that peace in our minds and in our lives. It's how we create that space to process, to know our values, to recognize the season of life that we're in, to give good yeses and nos instead of knee-jerk reactions, right? So that's my six. Love, 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 love. <laughs> 
Yes. And I definitely have done some of this just sort of on the front end of this with like integrity and understanding your values have done some of these like either values exercises, or you just kind of can look, even if you look at like a list and you kind of see like, what is popping out for you? Like, what are you like? Oh yeah, that is me. That is me. And it doesn't have to be that you have like, you know, hundreds of values or even just picking like a limited number that say, okay, in this season, like you said, because in different seasons of your life, the values that you have to a certain degree may change. So you might be Mm -hmm. focusing on different things in different seasons, but I love how you use the word honor Mm -hmm. because it really is, you know, it's honoring to ourselves so that we can also know when we do need to rest, when we do need to pull back. And that I think like myself, similar to many moms, I think to myself, well, I can do one more thing or I can, you know, respond to one more email or do one more thing, you know, and it's not, it's not serving me. And when we're not honoring ourselves and that sort of voice inside of us, that is like, no, it's time, time to rest. It's time to stop. For those of us, you know, who are believers, we also are not honoring God by doing that either. And I think that that's something we don't really think about. The only other thing I would say is I also really appreciate the reflection and the prayer over your goals and your plans and activities, because it's easy for us to just listen to what the world says. And what the world says is that we should be in all the different volunteer things, you know, at the kid's school, because that's what makes a quote unquote good mom. And the kids should be in all the activities and all the sports and spend your entire weekend at, you know, soccer practice and then swim lessons and then this and this and this. And yes, if that is in line with your family's values and your personal values, go for it. But I find a lot of people, it's more of this fear of missing out comparison, especially in where I live, the greater DC area, very competitive here. And I've just had to kind of say, no, like that's not what is important to our family and that's okay. So all of that really resonated with me. And yeah, I want you to be able to provide any other feedback or any other tips. And then I want to kind of review the six that you gave us. Yeah. I'm like, man, there's so much goodness in what you had shared too, because, you know, when you were talking about saying yes to all the things and all the sports and all the activities, I felt overwhelmed. Like that's what I was experiencing when you were talking about that. And I remember I had uh, nieces and nephews growing up and I was a frequent babysitter for them. And I remember like a huge part of my job was driving them from like jazz class to this and then picking them up from football practice. And then, and so definitely that's a season of life, right? For moms with, with older kids, especially the more kids you have, the more activities. I I know families who are like, nope, we're all doing Taekwondo. That's our thing. <laughs> you know, pick one. But I hear everything in your saying and like the keeping up with the Joneses. And I'm like, I just don't, I know for myself, my values, I don't want to be that mom that's like, rush, rush, rush. Here we go. Next thing, next thing. Because I remember being rushed as a kid and it doesn't feel good. Right. And so I think that's another thing too, is, is by incorporating that rest and creating that space, you're able to, to bring that awareness into your existence and into your planning. I love that you said the one more thing, just do one more thing, just send one more email. Like that is a killer. I'm so guilty of that. And, but it is, it's a killer. And then 
when you're talking about um, your values kind of at the beginning, one thing that I, that I always encourage my clients to, and we, we do this in um, a course that I have as well as color coordinating your schedule. And so color coordinating, it can be according to your values or different areas of life that you are pursuing. And so my color coordinating system, it's in my digital calendar and my paper calendar is like, I have one that's for like self-care stuff. I have one that's for business, one color that's for family. And then what is another color? I think I have a fourth color, but maybe not. <laughs> anyway, I can look at my schedule for the week, like the actual calendar events that I have to be at and just see what color is standing out. Like if I'm saying family is a bigger value, but it's all business color, there's some lacking in integrity. So, uh, so again, it's just bringing in that awareness. Maybe that can be tip number seven. <laughs> you know, I love that. Enough to, to bring awareness into what you're actually doing. Yeah. I have done that in past seasons in my planner as far as doing color coding, but it was a little bit different just as far as like the type of like time block, so to speak. I love doing it by values. That is such a great idea because again, like you said, it's like a visual representation of integrity. Like how cool is that? You can actually like see and say, oh, okay. Like for example, my husband, I, I know I was telling him I'm feeling a little bit burnt out right now. And he's like, tomorrow you can go and you can do whatever you want. And we don't want to see you. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, but the only thing is you can't bring your laptop and you can't go on social media. <laughs> And I'm not on social media much except for like for the podcast mostly and stuff and for my Facebook group. And he's like, you can do it, but those are the requirements. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it was just kind of this feeling of freedom. Like, oh, I'm actually going to be able to have that self-care color <laughs> come through, you know, mm -hmm. because it's just been completely lacking. And I, and I recognize that. So, oh my gosh, this is so yeah. great. Okay. Do That's you want to, I just want to say oh, yeah. something to that really quick too. I, same thing. I have a personal day each month. My husband and I agreed on this. This is something he gets one. I get one. We put it on the calendar and all of my personal days, I've left them bummed out because I spent all the day working, you know, doing my like end of month stuff or my business or whatever, which is what I want to do. Right. I really enjoy that. But then the day comes over. I'm like, I wanted to take a bath. I wanted to do my nails. I wanted to go get a pedicure or a massage. You know, I didn't do anything for just like, just me. And yeah. so I hear you that you have a wise husband and <laughs> he I'm is wise. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. Okay. So do you want to recap your six ish <laughs> Six yeah. Plus seven yeah. and then i'm gonna we can find out how we can connect with you too uh, maybe it was eight. Oh yeah <laughs> sure just list, yeah list right? all the things number one integrity number two know your values number three recognize and honor the season of life that you're in number four pray over your goals your plans for your schedule and your schedule number five say no number six boundaries are so important number seven incorporate rest and then number eight kind of piggybacks on that. It, it creates the space for awareness, bringing awareness yeah. into what you're doing. Yes. Right. And go, go to town with the highlighters if you want to, <laughs> if you're in your planner. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Sasha. This is so incredibly helpful. And I'm definitely inspired to become a little bit more, um, I don't know, tenacious is a word that's coming to mind about my boundaries and saying, having my nose be my nose and that kind of thing. So please let everyone know where we can connect with you, the podcast, any other things you want to talk about. Yeah. When you were saying tenacious, intentional was the word that came to mind for me, which is 
in my podcast, Intentional Mom Life with Jesus. So wherever you're listening to this show, you can listen to that one. Um, You can also find it at momlifewithjesus.com. Very simple and straightforward. That's going to be the best place to find me. I also have a Facebook group under the same name, Intentional Mom Life with Jesus. That's the second best place that you can find me. Um, And that's where I show up and I add value. I share more scheduling and peaceful living tips, intentional living tips. And then um, you can connect with me through through either of those spaces on a deeper level as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I, of course, will link to everything in the show notes. And thank you for coming on and chatting with me. It's always such a pleasure. And I know that the mamas are going to be blessed by all these amazing tips. Yes. Thank you so much, Emily. It was my pleasure. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact. But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.